0: Hey everyone, my name is Masood Ramandi and I'm so happy to be with you again with uh, another session of uh, God's Master Plan. The new series that we have started and um, uh, we are going to build based on what we started last week. I hope you had great discussions, you've gone through uh, the verses that I gave you, Isaiah about righteousness and salvation. At least I believe I gave you uh, five verses in the Old Testament and also two in the New. There is more. There is lots about righteousness and salvation in the Bible. In fact, that's the theme of the Bible. Anywhere you look at, you're going to see these terms. And at the same time, you have the opposite of that, which is unrighteousness and destruction, uh, instead of uh, righteousness. And salvation so um, you see the negative part also in the Bible especially in the New Testament you have the word unrighteousness used again and again and again and uh, likewise for the word uh, destruction and we you know Jesus talked about this that uh, broad is the way and uh, wide is the gate that leads to destruction in the past these verses have been uh, interpreted as basically Uh, those who don't believe in Jesus that eventually they would actually be destroyed or uh, would be sent to hell but uh, the truth of the matter is none of the things that Jesus said was about life after death everything that Jesus said was about life and life and life God can't think about death in the beginning God created mankind for life and the whole this quest this uh, plan this dream this will that God had from the beginning Uh, was uh, basically demonstrated by putting a tree called the tree of life in the garden for mankind to eat of it and live. Now, again, that's um, something that uh, in the past has been looked at, something that one day you would be eating from um, after death. But again, God didn't put that in the garden for after death. It was for the sake of man eating from it and not to die. So... Um, in order for that to happen in order to understand that this is God's will for us first of all to uh, basically have life have eternal life and um, once you look at actually the Bible and study the word life and eternal life you understand that eternal life first of all doesn't mean everlasting life in the sense of life uh, a life that never ends uh, although that's part of it but eternal life means uh, literally the life of the ages because mankind has been going through ages Uh, there has been basically the age of let's say uh, all people uh, before Abraham people that were completely in Adamic nature then we have the age that the covenant started with uh, Abraham then we have Moses who brought the law and then we have the whole uh, story of kings Uh, in the land of Israel that they actually finally um, in flesh fulfilled the promise of God which was to have a kingdom Uh, and then we come to the time that finally Jesus arrives and that's being called the end of the ages so eternal life was supposed to be the life of the ages which means a life that endures over all ages because God himself endures over all ages literally the word life means the self-existence of God so a life that is not dependent on um, any human wisdom it's not dependent on human uh, mind it's not dependent on uh, natural food and natural drink it's a life that just is it's just a life that lives and without uh, it's without beginning without end. and we are told (laughs) by John in 1st John chapter 5 that God has given us a testimony God has borne witness that we have this life of the ages but the problem has been that our understanding has been blinded to this now he says he has sent the son to give us an understanding that we have this eternal life that means as I spoke last week about this concept that uh, the moment you take the scriptures and you preach Jesus out of them what was just a mystery all of a sudden becomes a revelation now at the revealing of that which was just a mystery you uh, what's going to happen is you're going to be having the good news uh, revealed to you the gospel so when you take the old testament scriptures and you preach Jesus out of them You're literally preaching the gospel. Now he says, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. So that which you're waiting for, that which you anticipate, expect, love, desire, that which is God's promise for you uh, salvation, he says, is related to this process. Don't take the Old Testament scriptures and read them literally take them and see Jesus in them and in seeing Jesus in them you're going to be hearing the good news the thing that was previously condemning you all of a sudden becomes the very reason that you are being justified and in justification literally the word right justification means to make righteous so the gospel of God is the power of God unto salvation for in it the righteousness of God is revealed so when you hear the good news you realize that God has justified you from the beginning not by your works But according to what he had declared from the beginning. Because he says this mystery has been there from the beginning, but the only thing that has happened now is the revelation of that mystery that we are receiving. Now, I talked to you about uh, righteousness and salvation uh, in the previous session, but uh, today I told you that there is something called the negative part of this, which is uh, actually the word unrighteousness. Now, It's not a surprise that this one comes right after uh, basically um, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17 that I spent time um, in first session. Uh, Verse 16 and 17 is the one that is, I mean, if you get just these two verses, that's like, you know everything (laughs) you can start from these two and just expand all over the Bible you can these two would help you to understand the book of Romans you everything that Paul says Paul says I'm about to I'm not ashamed of the gospel in fact I'm a debtor to everyone to preach these gospels both to the Jews and to the Gentiles and then definitely what he does in the rest of the book of Romans is just preaching the gospel so when you go and you read Uh, basically anything in chapter 2 chapter 3 chapter 4 chapter 5 6 7 8 all of that you are hearing the good news now I understand that at times you may uh, look at it and you may be like but this doesn't seem like good news exactly because it's not yet been revealed to you you're looking at the mystery of it but you're not looking at the revelation of it so that's why there is an importance for us not just to read but to hear What the Spirit says. Uh, The only one that can give us an understanding is the Spirit of Revelation. The Holy Spirit. He's the one that can take the mystery and just open it. And in basically opening of the scripture, uh, as basically Psalm 119 says, the entrance of your word gives me light. Me who was... In darkness didn't know anything was ignorant of everything had no clue about God no clue about himself no knowledge of who he is suddenly uh, sees what in the light what actually this truth has been about but anyway so that was verse 16 and 17 of Romans chapter 1 but look at what Paul says in chapter uh, in verse 18 so this is what it says for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness okay the wrath of God is revealed from heaven the wrath of God is revealed from heaven first of all then the wrath of God is revealed already the ra- so we have to understand the wrath of God is not something that is going to come the wrath of God is something that is being revealed again that means it was a mystery that means People saw in the past the wrath of God in a carnal way and they don't understand what the wrath of God is. But he says the wrath of God, first of all, needs a revelation. And then he says the wrath of God is not against men, it's against the unrighteousness of men. Now, he says why? Because unrighteousness suppresses the truth. Now, what is the truth? Paul says, uh, I mean, it's the same exact Paul. In Colossians and Ephesians says, Uh, after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation the word of truth is the gospel of your salvation isn't it the context of what we have been covering since uh, the last session the gospel the power of God reveals righteousness of God brings salvation so now he says the thing that actually suppresses this truth is uh, unrighteousness so now I'm going to first put a couple of things here so you can Uh, actually uh, see this connection so it says the God's wrath God's wrath is revealed so I'm going to move this here and then God's wrath is revealed against unrighteousness Of men okay so this is very important to understand let's put this here so God's wrath is revealed against all unrighteousness so if that's the case then there is a need for us to see where this was revealed where was the wrath of God revealed and how do we know Uh, actually what this wrath was but for now if you actually look at the word that I have here the um, basically unrighteousness all that you need to do is to remove uh, basically this part so that you're left with unrighteous basically righteousness so isn't it something that we've been looking for so it says there is something called unrighteousness and this unrighteousness this What the the whole thing does, it suppresses the truth. Okay, if that's the case, it seems like unrighteousness is something that comes and covers the truth so that this cover, basically uh, what we have here, is completely uh, covered. It's not visible. It's not something that you can see. So where do we see this from the beginning? Uh, Because we have to always go back to the beginning. We have to see what the story was from the beginning because Paul is not saying here that he hasn't seen in the scriptures. Remember, this is the same guy that in chapter 16, verse 25 of Romans says that um, I'm going to quickly read this for you because last week I read it for you, but um, you can see that again. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel uh, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began but now made manifest uh, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations. So he says all where I'm getting all my stuff is the prophetic scriptures that which was written in the past. So he says through them I'm now uh, basically uh, understanding what the Lord has been saying from the beginning and that's why I have a message called the gospel the good news and as I'm preaching this people are having a revelation of their righteousness and that is causing them to experience salvation so if unrighteousness now is something that covers he says is covering the truth that means Paul has seen this in the past in the Old Testament scriptures where, what better place than Genesis chapter 3 where actually what we call the fall let me just put it here the fall happened Um, I mean we've heard that term again and again and again but today we're going to look at what this fall is but before that let me just take you to Genesis chapter 3 to look at what he is actually saying look at what was covering this truth what covered the truth let's go to chapter 3 of uh, Genesis and we can read from 4 it says then the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die for God knows that in the day that you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree Desirable, desirable to make one wise, uh, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Unrighteousness. The <clears throat> effort of mankind. To try to save himself by through a knowledge of good and evil is called unrighteousness any effort that mankind does any work that mankind does is a covering that mankind is trying to use to cover himself so that he can save that hem- himself from that nakedness now On the other hand last week I mentioned about this that um, righteousness is one of the term term, basically symbolism that the Bible uses to actually talk about righteousness is covering rope we have the the, one basically the term the robe of righteousness the garment of righteousness or the even breath breastplate uh, plate of uh, righteousness so If righteousness is a covering unrighteousness is also a covering but now this is what it says the problem with unrighteousness is that it covers the truth about who you are Uh, because God's intention for mankind was not that mankind would see themselves naked it wasn't God's intention it was that mankind would remain blind uh, to themselves, they could see the Lord and in seeing him they would be transformed into the same image. That means the truth about mankind is this: God said, "I made you in my own image. So when you don't hear what I say, but when you and you hear another word, another knowledge, that knowledge of good and evil would reveal basically everything that is wrong about you which is nothing wrong about you it's basically giving you a knowledge that you would see yourself that way um like this is um, something that we all often talk about you nobody would uh think about a turtle basically turtle unless you actually t- tell them not to think about it right so it's the same th- thing the knowledge of good and evil it's not something that you are it's something that is being told basically tells you that so you could think about that meditate on that believe it eat it basically the language of the bible and in doing so you would forget the truth the knowledge of god the knowing of god which is life because john chapter 17 verse 3 says that eternal life is simply knowing the father Because when you know the the father, you see your union with him and the life flows and in every basically part of your being, you can experience that life. So therefore, what covers the First of all, what is the truth? The truth is the the knowledge that explains to us who we are. That's the truth. I mean... Uh, John chapter 1 says the law was given to Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ why because the law was again sealed It was the sealed word of God. It was the prophetic scripture. It was about Jesus But people took that and took it upon themselves once again, and what did they do? They again? Suppressed the truth of God through unrighteousness why because again they tried to live by the law They made fig leaves for themselves to cover themselves what? Uh, basically what they did they couldn't uh, basically cover themselves, their nakedness. Their nakedness was all over. What they did was actually that covered the truth about who they are. So every time that they tried to keep the law, they tried to perform, they tried to bring a sacrifice and all of that, they were getting farther and farther and farther from the truth which is who they already were. That's why, I mean, you see people in the Old Testament that they see, they they show a different attitude, a different character. They're not living by the works, although they have the law. Uh, You can read, for example, the story of David. David uh, actually committed adultery, and he was supposed to uh, bring a sacrifice according to the law. He didn't, and he, in fact, talked to God. I think it's Psalm chapter 51, and he said, uh, I know that you're not, uh, you are not you. don't delight in uh, sacrifice and offerings. That's why, uh, because if I knew that you delighted in them, I would have brought them to you. But I know that that's not what you delight. All that you're looking for is a broken heart, someone that comes to actually truly understand who you say they are. But anyways, so unrighteousness covers the truth about who you are. So God's wrath. Is against you um, covering yourself with lies about who you are uh, to suppress the truth about who you are and um, actually there is a term in the book of Revelation that uh, is simply uh, it says um, the wrath of the lamb the lamb being basically Jesus so trying to say The coming of Jesus on earth was the wrath of God manifesting because he saw that mankind had become blind. They couldn't um, differentiate between their left and right. They had no clue. They couldn't understand anything. So he came to open their understanding. He came to open our uh, heart and mind to the truth so we could understand uh, who we are by becoming a mirror. who we are so that is the wrath of God against unrighteousness against that which covers us uh, so that we could finally let go of basically all that and we could uh, believe uh, what the Lord says that's why I mean Jesus said again um, that the time has come the time is fulfilled it's time to believe this gospel but I mentioned something about the fall I want to show you a couple of verses in the New Testament to see actually where it talks about the fall. But what is the fall? Because sometimes people say, well, um, they, they sometimes their, their perception of the scripture is that Adam was the perfection of everything that mankind desires. Um, he had already manifested the full glory of God, the full image and likeness of God. But the truth of the matter is that's not true. Uh, The only one that actually manifested that fully was Jesus Christ. We read that in a couple of verses in the New Testament. But what Adam was is this. He was a child. He was a baby. He was a baby in understanding. Uh, As he moved on, he ate of the knowledge of good and evil, which means he began to pay attention to other things that he was seeing around himself. And he didn't... pay He to the only thing that mattered which was the voice of the father telling him you are my son so and the time that the knowledge of good and evil came the temptation came to believe something wrong about himself which was simply uh, that you are not like god that you are that you lack something that you need to do something to become something no he wasn't supposed to do that he was supposed to continue in the knowledge of the lord in knowing him in fellowshipping with him and in having fellowship with him he would become like him in every aspect he would actually have a complete awakening and he wouldn't be a baby an infant in the Lord he would be a mature son uh, fully perfected in the measure and stature of Christ so now the fall happened uh, what is the fall uh, let's look at a couple of uh, scriptures in the New Testament so I can show you uh, what that is let's go to Hebrews uh, in fact I'm gonna show you something on the screen right now so let's look at here uh, the word that actually is used uh, for fall in the New Testament uh, is not translated fall uh, it's the word is translated the Greek word that is being used that literally means fall um, is translated as foundation in the New Testament uh, now there are actually places that the, the word foundation is used meaning truly foundation for example when you speak of uh, a city or a house you have a foundation and uh, rightly so the book of Revelation when it speaks of New, New Jerusalem it says it had foundation so that found that word that word foundation uh, the Greek word for that is different than the verses that I'm about to be reading for you, is a, uh, I'm about to read for you, uh, where actually, the, again, uses the word um, foundation. Let me just show you a couple of verses. Uh, the, word, the Greek word for, for foundation, uh, sorry, for uh, fall is, I hope I'm cor- pronouncing correctly, it's uh, katabole or something like that. So if you, um, this is a basically online tool. You can use it. It's called Blue Letter uh, Bible. You can access it in BlueLetterBible.org, and it's a great tool. Definitely, uh, you can get into this and understand how it works. But I have already uh, actually uh, have the word here for you. So let's just quickly look at the meanings of this. It says, "As throwing or laying down." Um, So let's just go a couple of places that the word is used. For example, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. It says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, uh, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So the word foundation, as I said here, this word, this Greek word means the fall. So this is how we should read it. According as he has chosen us in him before the fall of the world. He chose us before the fall of the world. uh, That we should be holy and without blame and before him in love. He says before anything happened, God's intention, desire, will, dream for us. Was that we should be holy and blameless and that's how he sees us. So, uh, but then the fall happened and that's why we know it wasn't a surprise to God, uh, and in fact, uh, let me just show you a verse that talks about this. First Peter chapter 1, verse 20, uses the same word, speaking of the Lamb of God. He says, Who uh, was foreordained for before the foundation of the world. The Lamb of God was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Again, the word foundation is the word uh basically the fall so this is how we should read it who was foreordained before the fall of the world but was manifested in these last times so i hope you see that this uh, concept of the fall uh is something that happened of course in the garden but that's a symbolic story for us to understand what the fall is which is something that um ephesians chapter 4 goes through that in details let me just quickly show you um what actually Paul says in the rest of Ephesians so if we look at Ephesians chapter 4 and I will end with this 17. Uh, Paul says this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk in the as the rest of the gentiles walk in the futility of their mind In the voidness emptiness of their mind okay so this happened sometime it didn't happen uh, when Paul was saying this this Paul is talking about what started from the beginning so he says what happened there was a futility that came to mind mind of man became void of the knowledge of God okay in fact let's quickly look at Romans chapter 1 you see how these are all related. It's one concept all throughout the Bible d- said with different languages. Uh, chapter 1 of Romans, uh, verse 18 said, For the wrath of God is revealed against, from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And then um, uh, verse 19, Because what may be known of God, knowledge is manifest in them for god has shown it to them Uh, let me just go one couple of verse later verse 21 because although they knew god knowledge mind understanding heart although they knew god they did not glorify him as god nor were thankful but became futile same thing became void uh, in understanding nor were thankful but became Futile in their thoughts or reasonings and their foolish hearts uh, Were darkened Okay, so he says they knew God, but something happened. They suddenly Heeded another voice and that caused their mind to little by little become void of the knowledge of God Which was supposed to give them life now they filled their mind with what? with the knowledge of good and evil so he says now in that state verse 22 they now profess to be wise remember Eve when she ate because she realized that this would make her wise now it says when they ate it they actually justified what they did uh, they actually professed that what they did was wise they didn't basically repent they didn't Uh, turn back uh, to God, turn toward God. What they did was they professed now that this is right. So he says that caused this to happen. Verse 23, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. He says they took upon themselves the image of man. That's amazing. They were not supposed to have the image of man. They were supposed to have the image of God. Now, it says they exchanged it. They traded this. Uh, You can see this language in the book of Revelation, especially in chapter 18. But anyways, um, so this is what I wanted you to see. That uh, there is a fall. There was a fall. And the fall was the fall of the mind of man. That mind fell down. The mind that was heavenly fell down the mind that was supposed to be having the knowledge of God, where Christ sits, but it fell down. And when it fell down, this mind actually was now filled with the knowledge of good and evil. Now it needs salvation. That mind needs to become whole once again. That mind needs to have a revelation of righteousness. That means that mind needs to hear the good news, and that means Jesus Christ, Christ must be preached. That means the Old Testament scriptures are here for us to give us the understanding concerning this. I hope uh, this was clear. I wanted you to see today that actually there is something called unrighteousness. Unrighteousness suppresses the truth about who we are, which is the knowledge of God, which is what God says about who we are, which is his image, his glory, his likeness. And not that we have manifested that fully, but we are being awakened into that. So the more you hear it, the more you're hearing the truth, the more your identity is being revealed, and the more you would step into this, into this and uh, experience that salvation. So uh, this is basically, this was the second session on God's master plan. First session, it was all about understanding that there is something called righteousness and unrighteousness. This session, we realized there is something called unrighteousness that suppresses that truth uh, which is the knowledge of God which is human effort to try to justify himself without listening to God and what God wants to say and then we understood that the fall truly is the fall of the mind of man I hope this was clear and hope this would give you so much to study and start discussions and please spend time on Romans chapter 1 this is one of the most amazing chapters for myself uh most of um, some of my amazing uh understandings of the word of god comes from this one chapter because it lays down such an amazing and profound foundation that connects uh, genesis uh to everything that we read in the new testament if you read verse by verse after from verse 18 you're gonna see that actually paul lays the foundation on how actually from Uh, basically that a darkened heart and a darkened understanding and a darkened mind finally the works of the flesh manifested because we always I mean uh, in the past have tried to uh, stop the works of the flesh without recognizing what's the root of those things so Jesus didn't come to actually cut off the works of the flesh he came to change the origin of that which was the heart and then understanding and the mind Uh, bless you Have a wonderful week and uh, be blessed by the Spirit of the Lord.